0: Welcome to the SI Farmer podcast, a podcast where we talk farming, and business, marketing, strategy, tactics. If it's farming or marketing, we probably talk about it here on this podcast, and today is no exception. The other day I was sitting at the house and I read, I kind of catch up on reading when I get the chance, when the weather slows me down or for whatever reason, I'm able to take a few minutes and sit down. I was reading a back issue, a few weeks old, of Farm Week. If you don't check, if you don't know these guys, check them out. These guys do a good job of covering the ag ag news that's important for farmers. And but I was reading an article, um, and it, the title of the, the 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 headline of the article is AFBF, which is the American Farm Bureau Federation. John Deere Inc. deal over right to repair. Well, if you follow the right to repair situation this is interesting. This is a big, big turnaround on John Deere's part. And I'll stay up front. I've never had an issue with John Deere and right to repair stuff. I have with some other manufacturers, but I've never had this issue. It's never, never come up to where it's been a, you know, out of the field, you know, I'm out of the field work, you know, out of work for, for time because of this, but big companies, Apple, I think by market capitalization, they're the most valuable company in the world. They don't, it is not in their best interest financially to allow other companies and other people to repair their products. So why are they doing it? And my, I don't want to get into the legalities and all of the, the issues with the right to repair. There are a lot of good videos out there. Um, if you're interested in the, the technology side of it, check out um, MKBHD. He does a video that's really well thought out on the right to repair and technology, dealing with the the you know the the mobile phones and and tech devices. And there's some good videos on uh, right to repair in ag. So you know, I'll, I'll put some links in the description. But my what I wanted, what it really got me thinking about is outside forces forcing us to make decisions for our company, and how do we do it? And how do we leverage those decisions to the, you know, to their maximum, you know, to have a maximum output so or a the best resolution that we can? So let's get into it. I have a love-hate relationship with marketing. Really? I've got to do what? All I want to do is farm. Welcome to the SI Farmer podcast. If you want to market your farm, farm-based business, or craft food business directly to the consumer, this is the place for you. Welcome to the show. So... You know, I'm going to read the quotes. Uh, and, and again, Farm Week did this did this article. And I'm just I'm going to read the quote that Farm Week put in here. And this is uh, a quote from um, the AFBF president, who's Zippy Davis, uh, American Farm Bureau. You know, the American Farm Bureau Federation. But his quote says it ensures our farmers can repair their equipment and have access to the diagnostic tools and product guides so that they can find problems and find solutions for them. And the response is from David Gilmore. Now, I'm going to read his response. This is a this is the beginning of a process that we think is going to be real healthy for our farmers and for the company. Now, I think it's important to note here that this is not a president of manufacturing. This is not a you know, this is not the the CEO of John Deere saying this is great we are doing this uh, to increase the stock shares. This is by a guy his name is David Gilmore, Deere Senior Vice President for Ag and Turf Sales. And marketing. That's, you know, and I think it brings into point. And and again, I'm not not picking on John Deere at all. I mean, whether you have your issues with their, you know, their stance on right to repair. I think, it you know, uh, Apple, same thing you, you know, from the company's point of view, right to repair, you know, we think you should have if, if I'm John Deere, if I if I own John Deere, of course, I don't want you to have another repair shop work on on my tractors, you can only use John Deere mechanics. I charge you more. I charge more for my mechanics. I make sure they're trained. I provide them the equipment. So now we've opened up the door for outside mechanics and for me to do it myself. So I don't have to use John Deere mechanics. So, why is Apple made a very similar announcement over a year ago talking about the iPhone repairs, complete change of their stance? Why'd they do it? Well, why are companies making this change? And this is, this is kind of a, a – this is a, a good thing if you're a consumer and that's the consumer still has power to control companies. You know, we talked about it um, – I, I did a course recently. We taught a course in our, um, marketing, in our marketing community where – about dealing with reviews. The consumer has a lot of power especially over small business, but in mass, consumers have power over big business. I mean, you want to make a business uh, change their course? Stop buying their stuff. Put pressure on them. Put financial pressure on them. Companies, the one thing that companies do not like to do, they don't like to lose money. So if they do something that impacts you, you have power. Don't buy their stuff. They don't like it when you don't buy their stuff. If you don't buy their stuff, they're going to work really hard to get you to buy their stuff and to use their services. So it's a good thing from the consumer's point of view, but how do we deal with this in business? And here's an example. uh, Here's an example. We'll just make this up. But if you are a, a bakery and you make an amazing cookie, let's say, Let's say you make the the blue bomber. It's the best cookie on the planet. You sell a boatload of these every month in your little town, and people come from you know from you know all all of inside your town. Everybody stops by on Mondays and Thursdays to buy your blue bomber cookies. Well, let's say your your town's high school mascot is you know the the orange you know their mascot is orange. Well, all of a sudden, you're playing your your hated rivals, the blue devils, and for the the football and basketball season, there's a somebody starts a campaign boycott the blue bomber a way to support your town. Well, all of a sudden, an outside force is impacting your bottom line because people aren't buying the blue bombers anymore, so you have two choices. You can hold fast and say the blue bombers will win out. At which point, you take the a very real chance of alienating your audience or your cons- your customers, or knowing that this is going to be a potentially bad deal for you for the month surrounding football and basketball season. You make the you know the outrageous orange. It's the blue bomber, but it's orange, and you do that, and now business picks up. So you've turned this negative thing because I'm sure making the orange cookies cost you more money. You had to completely redo the recipe. You had to figure out different ingredients to, to do this, and now you've turned this negative into a positive. You've got people to support you. Because you're supporting the things that they care about. The consumer still has a lot of power. And when we make marketing decisions, we have to think about that. Um, you know, if you hold fast to your guns and the blue bombers don't sell, well, you don't make rent. Or maybe you can't make payroll because you haven't sold enough of the blue bombers. Because everybody wants the outrageous oranges. Uh, you know, so what do you do? Well, in I think it's telling – in my, you know, my humble opinion here, John Deere sent a marketing guy to talk about the right to repair, about very technical, and sent a marketing guy because this was, and I think this is is, and, and I'm sure this guy, I'm sure this David Gilmore is a very nice man. I've never met him, don't know him. I'm sure he's a uh, a wonderful guy, but this was a decision not in John Deere's best interest, but trying to get out in front of a, what has become over the years, a significant market influencer. It has become a, there are YouTube videos, there are people protesting, there are, you know, people are upset about this. And it's not just John Deere and Apple. I'm just, they're they're the two biggest, so that's who you sort of, you know, who we sort of talk about. But, I mean, John Deere's competition, Agco, same thing. Uh, I'm sure you look at Apple's competition and the same thing. But... John Deere in the farming world has sort of become the poster child because we all know how important how, how how important tractors are to us and if you farm and how expensive they are. I mean, my you know, I, I've got tractors in my barn that cost more than my house. And that's man, that's tough. So you know, we we feel we the, the the agricultural community feels we should be able to. You know, if something breaks, we should have the right to get in there, figure out what's wrong, and fix it. I, I Agco, the one of John Deere's competitors, has a you know they're sort of the same deal. They don't provide diagnostic tools. They don't provide you know uh, the ways to repair. And I've got a close friend who runs a bunch of um, Agco equipment. And it's a very, you know, it's kind of a specialized piece of equipment. Nothing complicated. It's just a very big. Well, they're interrogators Nice piece of equipment, but to work on it, when you get now in these in these units, they have a, a Cummins engine in it. So we run in, in my shop and in, in our farm, we we use a, a third party diagnostic system called Texa, and we can plug up and put the engine code in there. Now, remember, these things are old. They're out of warranty. There is no manufacturer's warranty anymore. This is just just a big piece of equipment. So we plug our unit in. We tell it it's got this engine in it, and so we can read the engine codes. But we can't get in and look at the proprietary things that are going on with sensors that are specific to AGCO. So AGCO does this same thing. So I don't want to pick on John Deere, but – when outside forces impact our business, we have to make decisions. And John Deere is trying to get out in front of, and Apple's doing the same thing. There is a big groundswell now for laws forcing companies to support our ability as a farmer to work on our own equipment, to have the diagnostic tools available to work on our own equipment. And Apple has done a good job of getting out in front of it and saying, hey, you know we're we're here for the for for our for our customers well they see the the potential writing on the wall that this could become law so get out in front of it and be the poster child for change rather than being the big bad business it's a pretty simple concept here but when we break this down and look at this from a small business point of view we see this all the time you know you have to make decisions based on outside forces and sometimes you know sometimes it's the lesser of two evils for example your blue bomber cookies what we just talked about we have to make a decision that can do the best job of for our business within a given circumstance and we talked about i, I started to mention reviews and i got a little sidetracked there but consumers have such huge huge impact over small business bottom lines by using the review systems on Google and Yelp and Facebook and all of the others. So somebody gets online and trashes your business on a review, it's public. How do you react to that? Do you start a fight? Do you you know, how do you react to that review? Now, we do a whole course in our our marketing community where I lay out my strategies for dealing with reviews and I think it's a very solid strategy and a lot of companies use it. But it's it, it's making that decision of how do you engage in a situation and make good decisions that put your company in the the proper light. You know you have to pick your battles. Um, the you know a business uh, not too long ago down in uh, I want to say I, th- I think they were in Nashville. They had. A belief. Now, the owner of the business had this belief, and I don't want to get into the political ideology and that kind of stuff in this podcast. But she went against public opinion, and she stood her ground. And I believe it was on vac- vaccinations or something like that. I don't remember. Business took a huge hit. Manufacturers started stopped selling to her. It, it got to be such a big deal. And she stood her ground for her ideological beliefs. Now, if you have those beliefs and you are not willing to change and that is something you stand fast on, that's great. That is wonderful. Stand your ground. Do not – don't allow business to change your moral compass. However, when you see the winds of change going on, you have to determine – it's like raising kids. You know, you have to pick your battles, I don't want to take a nap. I don't want to eat, eat, eat lima beans. Well, which battles do you pick to fight? And you have to choose. I mean, that's being a parent. You can't fight every battle because, well, you just can't too many battles. And when we're in business and we have to make these marketing decisions, we have to, again, I go back to my big thing is, you know, self-introspection. I know, I know who I am. I know the things I believe. I know the things I stand for, and I'm not willing to change certain things. But I also understand where you know where my moral compass is. So when I have to make business decisions, I am trying to put my companies in the best possible light. And then I mean that's just doing business. So when you have these things, the right to repair, which just John Deere is yeah i'm certain they're making a the best decision that they can make for john deere and john deere shareholders and employees they're making those decisions taking a bad situation for them you know they're going to be forced to provide third party di- provide diagnostic information and there's going to now they're going to open up that shade tree mechanics can come in and buy this and work on people's tractors take business away from john deere that's not in that's not in their in their financial best interest but with the groundswell of public opinion not liking the right to re- – not liking the inability to repair their equipment, I mean they want the public – their customers and potential customers want to be able to repair their equipment, John Deere is going to make the best of it. How do they do it? Well, they're going to get out in front of public opinion if they're going to be forced to do this anyway because there's impending legislation on right to repair and there's a lot of, a lot of things going on on that front. And public opinion is changing, and they have their internal numbers. They're looking at sales data. They're looking at customer surveys. I mean, uh, my wife Dina was the um, she was the director of research for a huge, huge Fortune one hundred company, and she one of one of her big projects that she was so proud of was understanding customer satisfaction for you know a global entity. And I'm sure John Deere does the same thing they want to understand customer satisfaction if they see a dip in customer satisfaction over this and they see impending legislation forcing them to do this and they see they look at all this data they make a decision what's in the long-term best interest of John Deere and then they make that decision and that's how we do things in small business too when we have to make decisions we look at the factors make sure you know obviously don't violate your moral code i am not i you know whatever you believe if that's what you believe, stand by your beliefs. Don't, you know, I am not advocating that even a little, but understand the ramifications and make a plan to deal with it. For John Deere, they believe, I'm sure, you know, if I'm, if I'm in, if I, if if I were to work for John Deere and they said, what do you believe is in our best interest? I'm saying, well, I believe keep forcing people to use John Deere mechanics. We make more money, but what happens long term what's in the best interest of John Deere for the next i mean John Deere's a company it's been around for a long time they've been around for over 100 years how do you how do you now take the you know that that decision and say okay what's in the best interest in John Deere in 20 years it's in 50 years and you take all of this data customer satisfaction sales uh, you know, you look at resale value, does this, can this, you know, by making our tractors easier to work on, does it Does it have the potential of raising our resale value? So it makes it easier for farmers to buy new stuff because they can sell it for better prices. You know, they, these are types of things that, you know, the, that you use to make decisions, and we do the same thing in small business, right? We take all of the information we can, line it all out, and then we make a decision, well, the right to repair, it just struck me as a good thing to think about when, you know, you can see these big companies have to do this, they have to make decisions, and we, the public, have driven them to do it. The market, whether it's, you know, I'm not a big fan of new laws, but the auto manufacturers are forced to do it, right to repair. There are several other other uh, business sectors that are forced to do it. John Deere may see the writing on the wall and Apple may see the writing on the wall that this is going to become law. So you can either capitulate and put it into effect when it becomes law or you can get out in front of it and be a leader in doing the right thing for your customer from a marketing, you know, that's your stance. And so you've made the best of uh, of this situation. So as a small business... We make the same decisions. It's just change the dollar figures and we make the same decisions. We have to make those same decisions for our businesses when outside circumstances cause us or force us to make those decisions. And if we're smart and we we follow trends, we look at customer data, just because we're a small business doesn't mean we can't collect customer data. And I'm not advocating, you know, trying to get the name, address, and social security number of every person walks in your store. But we can understand the trends of our customers and what, what, makes, what keeps them happy, why they do business with us, and asking them from time to time is not a bad thing. So we know how to make decisions. And with that, I'm going to let you get out of here. Have a wonderful day. I am so blessed to have you along with for this ride. I enjoy doing this podcast. So good luck and God bless.